Is that a skinwalker or are you just happy to see me? Good to see you guys and welcome back to the swamp my friends and welcome if you're new. Today we're going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share, whether it's an encounter with an unknown creature or something entirely different, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Today's episode is sponsored by our longtime friends at HelloFresh. Now I know some of you may be asking, what the heck is HelloFresh? You get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get farm to table quality with every HelloFresh box. HelloFresh's seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days for fresh flavor in every bite. I've been using HelloFresh for about three years now. I very much enjoy the service. It helps me out with my meal prepping and making sure that I get all my proteins and macros and micros and all that good stuff. So, what are you waiting for? Join me and many others in the swamp today. Go to HelloFresh.com swamped16 and use code swamped16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash swamped 16 and use code swamped 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping now let's jump right into these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories that'll freak you out tonight a michigan monster by anonymous Hello Swamp Dweller, since you seem to be on a Michigan kick recently, I wanted to share my encounter with what I believe to be the Dog Man. As a teenager, I lived on a small farm north of St. John's, Michigan. As I often did, I walked the fence row with the neighbor girl. By then, we walked with a large female wolf dog who had been around for quite some years. She was more than a dog, she was a family member. I had never really known her to show any aggression in all of those years. She was just a big black wolf looking dog with some extra sass. Typically she would circle around about 30 yards as we walked, letting out an occasional yip or yap to let us know she was watching. But on this late September day she stopped directly in front of us, looking in the direction we were walking. Head dropped, hackles raised like a mohawk, big white teeth all showing and let out the strongest, longest, most threatening, raspy growl I had ever heard any dog make. Then out of the corn, about 40 yards ahead, was a large, black, wolf-looking creature with golden yellow eyes. It stepped out from the husk. It had the overall structure of a dog with long human-like arms and a long bushy tail. It had to stand at least seven feet tall, maybe even more, as it stood slightly hunched. Even so, it was almost as tall as the mature corn around it. It seemingly sniffed the air in our direction, let out a low growl that seemed more like an acknowledgement more than a threat, dropped down to all fours as it turned, and easily jumped thirty feet into the woods. With a crash through the brush, it was gone. 
My dog instantly relaxed and returned to us. We headed for the house, and this was the last time we ever walked in that area of the woods. I, I feed animals all the time. I always carry my shotgun with me loaded. To this day, the neighbor and I have spoken together about what we have seen, and I wonder if she ever told anybody else about it. After doing some research online, watching a ton of your videos, and hearing many upon many stories, I believe what I saw that day was the Michigan Dogman. I can't prove it, but hopefully somebody listening to this can relate to my story. Super Speed Skinwalker by Veiled Joy Hey Swamp Dweller, as some background information about me so you know I'm not just saying random fantasies or don't know what I'm talking about, I am currently in the army. I've been hunting and fishing my entire life. I'm almost 30 years old and I have lived in the states overflowing with wildlife, such as Colorado, Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana. It's safe to say that I know what I am seeing when I say that I saw something that was not a normal animal. Now that that has been said, I'll continue to the story, which I swear on a stack of Bibles is true. A couple of weeks ago, I was taking a trip to Montana and Idaho to visit some family while on military leave. My wife and kids were sleeping while I was driving through my home state of Idaho at some time around 1am. Moving with kids is much easier at night since they are asleep and not screaming to stop every 10 minutes. About four miles outside of the town of American Falls, I had a massive coyote dart across the interstate in front of our car and narrowly avoided getting hit. Now when I say massive, I mean this thing was damn near the size of a timber wolf. And yes, in Idaho, we do have timber wolves. And I have personally seen them 40 miles to the east from this location. However, timber wolves and coyotes look incredibly different, so I knew it wasn't any wolf. That alone was not enough to scare me. But, I was kind of freaked out since I was driving at 90 miles per hour. The speed limit was 80 through most of the state, so now my senses were heightened. And looking around like crazy, I saw the said coyote chasing the car and keeping up with us for the next 26 miles until we hit the town of Pocatello, where I guess it got tired of chasing us or whatever. I don't know why it stopped, but as soon as I hit Pocatello, it seemingly just left me alone. Something I should have mentioned is that all the roads in Idaho have a ditch on the sides, so it's not like it's flat terrain. It's to help with the snow melt and rain, which is where the skimwalker, coyote, whatever this thing was, was chasing us. It's not the most insane or scary encounter, but I swear it's true. If you do choose to share this, I appreciate it, but either way, it's off my chest now, and that's some relief already. Thank you, Swamp Dweller, for sharing my story. And anybody listening to this, if you have any idea, please let me know in the comments what I may have seen. An Unknown Creature by Anonymous I was camping in the woods with some friends when we encountered something that still gives me chills. It was late at night, and we were huddled around the campfire telling ghost stories and roasting marshmallows like you would. Then, out of nowhere, we heard a strange noise coming from the trees. It sounded like a low growl at first, unlike any animal noise that I was familiar with. We shrugged it off and continued with our night, 
but the sound grew louder and more frequent as the night continued. I was, uh, and still am, not a wildlife expert, so I tried not to freak out, you know? But finally, at one point, we heard something moving in the bushes nearby. We shone our flashlights toward the noise, but couldn't see anything at all. It was too dark and too dense with the trees and brush. As the night progressed, the noises grew more and more intense. We could hear something moving around our campsite, but couldn't see anything in the darkness. It was something... There was something there. It was watching us, stalking us from the shadows. It was a feeling that I just don't know how to describe. Eventually, we did decide to pack up and leave, and we heard some sort of blood-curdling scream coming from the trails as we were gathering our stuff. It was a sound that made our hearts stop in terror, and I instantly got cold sweats. Again, we could feel something watching us, waiting for us to make a move. It was such an intense feeling. We ran back to our car as fast as we could. We could hear something following us, just a few feet behind us. The creature, the thing, the person, whatever it was, was right on our heels, breathing down our necks. We finally reached the car and sped away with our hearts pounding. We still don't know what kind of creature that was. I have no idea what was lurking in those woods that night. It's something that I probably won't ever know, and will probably remain unexplainable, and still haunts our memories and makes us fearfully shiver. But I'm just glad that I survived. Witch of the Woods by Rat Pants Here is a little bit of background information before I begin the story. So this story takes place in Pennsylvania, a couple of hours outside of Pittsburgh, about four years ago. The wildlife in this area consists of deer, squirrels, groundhogs, bears, and the very rare mountain lion. I mention the local nature as I, I can pretty much identify most of the things I see, but I can't identify precisely what I saw this time. But I know it wasn't any of those animals I previously mentioned. To begin my story, I walked a utility vehicle path in the woods near my grandparents' house around 10.30am on a warm summer morning. I have walked this path often and occasionally, I do still walk it, but always with my pistol now. As I walk this path I am intimately familiar with, I look off to my left and notice a footpath I had never seen before. So I think to myself, cool, a new path, I'm going to check it out. Being incredibly familiar with this particular patch of woods, I was surprised I had never seen this path before. Especially considering I had walked this path nearly every day for the past two weeks as I was staying at my grandparents' house. But vegetation growth does weird stuff in the woods sometimes, and the neighbors occasionally cut new paths. So I only thought little of this new path, to be honest. So I decided to veer off the utility vehicle path and explore this new footpath that I had found. This new path immediately ran into thick trees and vegetation cover, and goes into the trees about 10 feet, then slopes down a hill deeper into the trees and flattens out near a small stream running across the path. I can see most of this from the edge of the utility path, except the other side of the stream. Before I go on to this new footpath, I immediately stop after stepping a few feet into the new direction. The air gets cold. Initially, I thought this was because I had just walked from a bare vehicle path with the sun pounding down on me into the middle of a cool, heavily wooded area at a lower elevation. 
so I did try to pass it off in my mind as some sort of science. However, I should have turned around right then and left, thinking back on it. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, isn't it? Instead, I head down the slope of the new footpath that I had found and cross over the little stream. After the stream, the path starts going back uphill and snakes back and forth just a bit, almost unnecessarily in some spots. About halfway up this hill, I get this particular feeling that I shouldn't be here, and that I'm being watched, and that I look around, but I don't see anything weird, so I try not to freak out more. But now that I notice it's not only cold, but also quiet, I can still hear a couple of insects buzzing around, but that's really it. I brush it off and continue, determined to explore this newfound path. Just as I'm about to crest the hill, that, that feeling that I shouldn't be here hits even harder than before and I realize that there is no more sound in these woods, aside from my footsteps. I stop and think. Now, I've seen horror movies, and listened to scary stories on YouTube, and I know that I shouldn't be here. I have to get the heck out of here as soon as I can. So I turn around and return the way I came, at a moderately hurried pace, not running, but I'm not taking it easy either. I pass the stream, and I feel like I'm absolutely in danger. Something is in these woods with me, and it does not want to be friends. So I do a quick turnaround, a 360 if you will, while I'm walking fast back up the hill I came down. And I swear, I see something dark and lanky shift behind a tree off the path where I just was. I don't know what that was, because the vegetation was so thick, but I wasn't trying to figure it out. Now, I know what you're going to say before we move forward. It could have been my mind playing tricks on me. And, trust me, I did my best to breathe in and out slowly and calm down. I knew that I could be making stuff up, so I needed to rationalize. From what I could tell, it was standing on two legs, near black and almost skeletal skinny. Or at least, that's the way it looked from how far I was. It looked to be about five feet tall. Though, at a distance, and at the speed of which it had, and hit away, I don't know. As I said, I didn't get a great look and I didn't really stop to find out. Upon seeing this thing, I decided that it was time to get out of there before something bad happened. I started sprinting up the hill back to the vehicle path, still feeling like I was in danger and being followed. I can hear something following behind me off the beaten path as well. I can hear a brush being crushed under something's feet and it definitely was moving bipedally. I returned to the vehicle path and slowed it down just a bit because I felt a bit safer on my familiar route. Not wanting to turn my back toward the direction of whatever the thing was in the trees, I walked sideways, facing the side that the new path was on. Oddly, the air was still colder than it should be. I could feel the sun on me, but there was still a chill. I was 100% being followed by something. Still, it never broke the vegetation line or crossed the vehicle path so I never got to get a very good view of it. Not that I wanted to. Still, I saw it shifting and tracking me behind the vegetation the entire half mile back to the path. It took me quite a minute to get back to my grandparents' house, but once I got there and stepped through and got out of the woods, it almost felt like everything came back to life. All the colors, all the sounds, everything seemingly flooded right back in. My grandparents lived near those woods for a very long time. The woods are ancient, for sure. My first theory is that it was some sort of fey creature. My second theory was, well, it might be some sort of uh, Bigfoot or Skimwalker or maybe even something called a crawler. 
My grandfather used to tell me stories about some sort of witch who lived down there as well, so I'm not entirely sure. It seems like it could fit the bill for quite a few different creatures, but I'd love to know what the people in the swamp think that this thing might have been. A Forest Spirit, or Worse, by Anonymous. Hello, Swamp Dweller. Thanks for reading my story. I must start by saying that this story falls about average, or maybe even just slightly average, on the scary meter. But it is a strange event that I found discussion-worthy. So maybe some of you will rate it high on the strange meter. I lived in the third house at the end of a dead-end road just outside of a small town in Ohio. Many strange and dark things happened there. Maybe I will share those stories in some other videos. But one night, I was left perplexed by something I saw from my bedroom window. This old house did not have central air. Although I had a window unit in my bedroom, I liked to shut it off and open my window on cool, breezy nights. I loved listening to the sounds of nature. Surrounding the dead-end road, there were many miles of woods. Seeing coyote, raccoon, possum, and deer were an everyday occurrence. There were many times throughout many nights where the woods would go silent. I would think most of you know when the woods go silent, there's usually a predator of some kind nearby. One night, I had my windows up. It's after midnight and I'm just browsing Pinterest on my phone, when the woods suddenly go quiet. It seemed like five minutes or so before I actually noticed how long everything had been silent. You could have heard a pin drop. Normally, the woods would go silent for a couple of minutes. Being curious and wondering if coyotes were sniffing around my front porch again, I got up and looked out my bedroom window that faces the front of the house. Now, at this time... I can't remember if I had started listening to these kinds of podcasts yet, so I'm not sure if I had heard your stories about wendigos or not deer creatures. Listening to one of your latest podcasts made me remember this event and realized what I saw may be one of these creatures I've been hearing about. For context, the road from the front of the house was paved and went straight until a portioned Y off into our driveway to the left. The other portion went straight ahead to the right, and the Y turned into a dirt and gravel road. When I looked at the window, everything was still silent, and I was surprised to see what appeared to be a very large and lonely buck walking down the middle of the road towards the dirt road straight ahead. I watched it, finding it strange that it was alone. Normally, when you see one deer, there's at least a few close by. As I watched it walking towards the dirt road, I thought it looked strange. First off, I'll admit, I'm no hunter, but this buck looked to be massive easily two or three times larger than what might be considered average. Not only was it incredibly large, but the way it walked. It was like it was being worked like a string puppet or like it was in some sort of trance or maybe even how a soldier would march. It never turned and looked at me. It never made a sound. I just stood there, rubbing my eyes in disbelief trying to figure out what the heck I was seeing. I was 100% sober during this, just a heads up and I hadn't really smoked or drank at all at that point in my life. Just as it was reaching the point to where I wouldn't be able to see it anymore from my window, I looked around. I'm not sure, maybe I was trying to see another deer or something. This was only for a second, and when I looked back, it was gone. There's no way it could have left my line of sight that quickly. That's when I realized I never heard its footsteps. This thing actually never made a sound. And just then, suddenly, the wood sprang back to life and I almost jumped out of my skin from being so spooked. I just stood at my window, 
feeling bewildered. What the hell did I just see? Whatever it was, it was definitely not a deer. This thing made the forest, which was usually very loud at night, go dead quiet. The way it walked, its size, how it just disappeared. The whole situation was just so bizarre. I thought about telling my roommate what I saw, but he was a non-sensitive person and not a big believer in the unknown. Although, a year or two later when the house was being renovated, he started to believe. But hey, that's another story. So, there it is. My not deer sighting. As I said, it's not necessarily the scariest story, but it's definitely a head-scratcher. Do any of you have a similar story? Can anyone tell me what they think I saw or what they think the not deer was doing marching down the road just to disappear? I just have this sickening feeling that if I made a sound or engaged with it, the situation would have escalated. I was always under the impression that there might be a portal on the property for spirits or unknown beings to come and go through. Is that what the not deer was doing? Just taking the portal back to hell for a dinner arrangement with Satan? Please share your thoughts and stay strange. Something Ain't Right in These Fields by Anonymous So this story takes place in southeast Texas within 100 miles of Houston. I was in college but had moved back to my parents for a semester after some roommate drama. My parents live out in the country, miles outside of town, with some acreage. The land in the back consists of four zones. You have the backyard with the friendly St. Augustine, the back which is a section of woods my parents cleared of underbrush and keep reasonably maintained, and the rear back is a clearing we used to do bonfires in and have parties and stuff in high school. And then there's woods for miles. After high school, my parents gave up on keeping back the brush and weeds from anything except their excellent backyard section. So, imagine a backyard fenced in by a wall of tall weeds and large trees that go back for miles, and then a field of giant weeds transitioning into solid, dense woods with oak, some pine, yupin, and briar. I also had this dog my parents let me keep outside. They had a big chain-link dog run she lived in since my parents did not like dogs inside. This dog was not the type to stay in one spot anyway. She was aggressive to other dogs, always going after them, acting tough, and I sometimes worried she'd go out and kill the neighbor's chickens. She was about 60 pounds and not a jumpy or scared dog at all. Since I was in college, I had no curfew or anything and would always come home late at night or early in the morning after hanging out with friends or studying and whatnot. On this night, it was rather cold for Texas, being 50 degrees, and even though she had a house and a bed and straw out there, I felt bad for my dog so I decided to bring her in to sleep in the garage. I should have been more careful because this happened quite a bit, but somehow this dog always got me. She would wait in the back until the gate was unlocked and I was in the run. Gate closed, unlocked, horseshoe latch, run around me, pop the gate latch with her nose and bolt off. So of course, she did this, and my dumbass was left standing in the run in the cold in the middle of the night. I was pissed because I knew I had to find her and bring her back. The moon was pretty bright and I had seen her fly into the weed wall and disappear, so I followed her without a light, calling her name. There were some little trails through the weeds and we tried to keep open access to the property, but these were less wide than a person could walk. The weeds were about a head taller than me, so it was dense. Anyway, I had gone a ways in and had passed through the wooded section into the clearing. 
Probably five to eight feet tall were these weeds that I was walking through. I got quiet, listening, trying to hear sounds of where she might be, and then I heard intermittent rustling throughout the woods, which are just simple tall dark outlines of trees at this point. Couldn't really see anything since the weed jungle. The rustling wasn't the sound I expected since she's usually crashing through the woods. I'm thinking, what the hell is she doing now? Honestly, I thought she was probably rolling around in some dead skunk, and I would have to bathe her. Figuring it was my wild-ass dog, I make my way over toward the noise, calling out her name again. As I got closer to the rustling, it was not the sound of an animal charging through the underbrush, but more like something intentionally shaking the trees. Like if you grab a tree branch and just shake it. All the connected trees and vines would shake. I was close enough now to make out individual branches silhouetted by the top of the tree line and I could see whatever was causing the trees to shake up to the top. This was off, and decided that this was definitely not my dog prancing around. I shut up and froze. I hear in all these stories people talk about how they notice when the woods go silent. Honestly, I can't even remember if this happened, but I heard two or three loud deep huffs as I stood there. It sounded like a bull, but with a deeper fluttering. Not like the tonal sounds a cow makes, but the deep, heavy exhale when they're defensive. It seemed to come from around my head height. My mind took this and registered it as that this thing was a lot closer to me than the tree line. I also remember the distinct feeling that this noise was directed at me. I got this terrible feeling in my gut, like whole body fear and panic. Rational or not, I yelled my dog's name with all fear and urgency. You know when your voice gets higher and louder at the end, and turned and ran as fast as I could. Either my dog heard my tone and got scared or she was afraid of whatever was going on in that tree line too, because I crashed through the weeds and she came up on my left from a creek and flew past me like a bullet. When I got to the open garage, she was trying to get in the back door to the house, jumping like a crazy animal. I closed the garage, put her in the kennel, and went to bed. I don't know what it was, and at the time I convinced myself it was one of those hogzillas you hear about on the news. I've been around plenty of cattle, and have never heard one make that noise. Not saying it couldn't have been one, but something didn't feel right. This was 10 years ago now, but I know that I'm still going to think hard about it every time I go back to that property. The Thing on the Farm by T.D. This story is about an encounter my friends and I had at my friend's farm. To this day, we still can't explain what happened that night. My friend's mom dropped us off at their farm with our guns, bags, teepee, cooler, and whatever else we needed to survive as 15-year-olds alone in the woods. The farm is mostly pasture, with about 5 to 8 acres of woods in the back corner. There is a barn, pump house, and old run-down chicken houses in the front corner of the entrance. Now you can't quite just drive straight to the back of the farm from the entrance. You must go between the chicken houses, through the gate to the pasture, and then back to the fence line. When we get in my friend's gator, with all of our gear, and head to set up the camp in the woods, we set up our teepee and put our bags and hunting rifles in it. We brought with us two semi-automatic 22s and two hunting rifles, bolt action. We shot a couple of pigs in traps, but didn't do anything special till night. 
We waited till it was dark outside to go hunt for raccoons, possums, hogs, and whatever else we could find to shoot. We hopped in the gator with our 22s, and for good measure, we sat about 30 to 40 yards back from the deer feeder, searching for the slightest noise hoping to get a raccoon. We were sitting there for about an hour or so when my friend, in this confused tone, whispered to me and our friend to look towards the barn. At first, we thought nothing out of the ordinary was happening, but about 15 seconds later, a bright light came on, then went off about 5 seconds later. We all gave each other the same look. Did you see that too? My friend quickly remembered that there was a light on a power pole by the entrance. We watched from about 200 yards away as the light went on and off. We were pretty sure it was the light on the pole, but that quickly changed when the light moved about 50 yards to the right. At that moment, I cranked up the gator and floored it to the chicken houses with the lights off. We are on the opposite side of the chicken houses, and they are about 100 yards long. Now, even though I floored it over there, I was confident whatever was at the entrance couldn't hear us come as the gator is very quiet and you can barely hear it unless you're within 30 yards of it. They get out, and I take the hunting rifle and steady it on the steering wheel and scope out the area to look for movement. Now... It was dark, but there was enough light from the moon to see the barn. I didn't see anything, but as soon as I stopped looking through the scope, the light came on again. Right next to the pump house, I quickly got out of the gator, and we quietly made our way through one of the chicken houses. I switched guns with my friend, because I'm better with iron sights and I can shoot faster that way. He went behind the chicken house with the rifle and watched us through the scope as he could see everything from where he was. So, he acted as an overwatch as me and my friend cleared the barn. Then, the other chicken house. Then, as we made our way to the pump house, we had seen the light next to the pump house before, so we were confident if someone was there, they'd be in the pump house. We got on either side of the door. I motioned for my friend to come over as he had the most powerful gun. They got on the side with the handle. One with a rifle, the other with a flashlight, and I got the other side. We all knew what we were going to do. I was going to swing the door open and they were going to sweep the room and make sure nobody was in there. I nod to make sure they are ready. They nod back. I hold my fingers. Three, two, one, nothing. The door was locked. We looked at each other in confusion. My one friend stays at the door with the twenty-two in the flashlight while I and my other friend with the rifle run to the barn to get the spare key. He lifts the rock and turns to me in shock, saying the key is gone. We ran back to the pump house and tried to think of what to do. My friend and I get right in front of the door, with him and the flashlight and me with the twenty-two. My other friend pounds on the door, yelling for whoever, yelling for whoever was in there to come out and we wouldn't call the cops if they came out peacefully. Which was a lie, of course. In Texas, you don't come onto somebody's farm in the middle of the night and hide on their property and expect to get away free and uninjured. We waited, but there was nothing. We walked back to the chicken house talking, so that whoever was in there knew that we had left. We waited in the chicken houses for about an hour and a half, each of us in different spots, split between the chicken houses. We waited, sights focused on the front door, just waiting for someone to come out. After an hour and a half and nothing, I motioned to my friends that I was going to go up to the pump house and listen. I quietly made my way up to the pump house, making sure I didn't step on the gravel. 
I crept up to the door and put my ear against it. My knife pressed against the door, ready to stab whoever was in there in case they tried to attack me. I listened for about ten minutes but heard nothing really. I quietly made my way back to my friends and I told them I was going to get the gator and told them to keep watching the door. On the other side of the chicken house where the gator was was an old feeder. As I got in the gator and started to slowly creep past the feeder, the grass started making noise like something hit the metal feeder with a thud and a scratch like somebody was running around the feeder to chase me. I punched it, spun the tires, and got to my friends as fast as I could. I didn't look back, which was stupid of me, because now I don't know what was there. When I got back to my friends, I told them what happened. We rode back to the feeder. Two of us stayed in the gator, one on the side of the feeder, and the other hopped out as quickly as he could and checked around the feeder. We didn't see anything. We didn't find anything. We rode back to the camp and talked about what happened. It was now about 11 at night and we talked for about an hour and then all went to sleep. At about 2.45 in the morning, my friend and I woke up. We both looked at each other. We were hearing footsteps just feet outside of our tent, somewhere in the tree line. I grabbed my 22, which I kept loaded for security reasons and safety reasons, obviously, after everything we've experienced, and my friend grabbed his knife. The footsteps lasted about five minutes and we were frozen in shock. We were honestly too scared to do anything. We were too scared to talk, too scared to go outside, worrying as soon as we stepped out our heads would get blown off. We didn't go back to sleep for about 30 minutes or so, and it's a miracle we even fell asleep. When we woke up, my friend's mom was already at the farm, and we packed up as quickly as we could and got out of there. To this day, my friend hasn't found that spare key. We can't explain what happened that night, and I don't know if I want to. Thanks for listening to my story. I know it might not be the most terrifying story ever shared on this show, but I thought I'd share it because it was downright strange. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to slap that like button silly and be sure to subscribe if you're new. The more likes and subscribers this channel gets, the more these stories reach fresh new ears. And the more people we can get listening to these stories, the more stories we can get sent in for future episodes. And with that said, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. You can also submit them via reddit at r slash thedarkswamp. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. Thank you guys, as always, for supporting the swamp the way you do. I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.